Hi friends, welcome back to Live at the Roxy on this Friday, March 12th, episode 362. That means we have three episodes left till we hit 365. Um, and the person who's been on the show, probably second most of anybody, said he really wanted to come on before we hit 365 to commemorate, commiserate, the year that is quarantine and this show. My brother Jet Stryer in the house today. Hi Jet. Hi, I'm second to Steph, right? That would be my guess. Who's been on most? Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think she's lapped and lapped you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. She's with you a lot. Well, she had a period of time where she was doing it remotely, but you've been seeing her more lately. But I, you know what? That's a fine person to come in second place to. I have no problem with that. You've come on a lot too. I mean, well, yeah, with, I do. You've probably been on here a dozen times. I'd say so. I'd say, maybe, yeah, a dozen maybe times. Half dozen. I actually, time is a concept and a concept that I don't understand these days. Uh, but that is neither here nor there. And really, to be honest, frankly, does not matter because it's not what we're talking about today on the show. We have a couple of things to talk about. And then other than that, we're just going to have a really good time. Let's just really, really have a, a enjoy, slow, jolly good time. What? Okay. I said, enjoy. Yes. Good time. Shoot the shit. You know, just kind of kick back, relax. Yeah. I'm saying that because uh, Jet and I were having a brother sister moment before the show. And uh, I, I, I think that he doesn't really like me very much today. So I'm just trying I, to love the mood. I love you. I love you every day. I didn't say anything about love. Uh, I said what I said. <laughs> mm, I heard you loud and clear. Mm -hmm. That. So things that we are talking about today on the show, I know that you're in Massachusetts, Jet, and I'm not exactly sure how that's working there right now, but here in Los Angeles, it's crazy that be, depending on where you are in the country, you have completely different rules and guidelines. But here in Los Angeles, the vaccine eligibility is opening up to people who have uh, preconditions, preconditions, conditions, pre-COVID, whatever, pre-existing conditions. And there was a big, big fight going on in the community of people with pre-existing conditions that they didn't want to have to prove that they had pre-existing conditions. And today the LA Times put out a piece explaining that they're not going to have to prove. They're just going to have to verbally promise. And that's kind of an interesting concept that I want to go over as, like I said, places in other parts of the country are doing it differently. Also, this morning, we woke up to the news that George Floyd's family settled their lawsuit against Minneapolis for $27 million. So the family of George Floyd will be getting $27 million. And there's a lot to break down in that story. Number one, that amount. I just don't even know how people come to an amount, how that works. Right. Number two, the response to that has been very polarizing. So we'll be discussing that as well. And then as always, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer and the super chat questions, comments, concerns. Plus, as we were going on just now, Jet told me that Tom Brady signed a four-year deal with the Bucks. 
So it looks like he will not be retiring in that Patriot garb, at least not anytime soon. Oh, good word. I like garb. Is that, did I make it up? No, that's a good word. I like it. That's an SAT word. Oh, I'm I'm very smart. You are. Very, very did You did well on your SATs. I did well on my SATs. <laughs> well, you, you, because you remember, did do great on remembering if you did well on your SATs. Remember, I did okay, and then we had a lot of money, and so we paid somebody to tutor me, and that person raised my score by studying with me 200 points. So I went from doing okay to doing very well, and that's why the system is so fucked up because when you have money – you can do better because you can pay to study and get a tutor. And it has nothing to do with how smart you actually are. It only has to do with how much studying you do, which is just like fucking insane. Yeah. I think, you know, the SAT has been proven to not be the, the end all be all or the greatest barometer of somebody's intelligence. Uh, It's, it's definitely problematic that every college for the most part uses it as their measuring stick. Uh, it does seem like they're going away from it though, whether it be because of COVID and the homeschooling or, or the oh, remote really? schooling rather. Yeah. Less, less schools are putting an emphasis on it. They're putting more of an emphasis on your, you know, your grades and the essay you write to get into the college. It seems mm. like it's, it's not going all the way away, but standardized testing is definitely taking a, a hit with the remote learning. And so I would hope that it would continue because standardized testing sucks. Yeah, I it does. Ter- I was terrible at all standardized testing, though I did fine on my SAT, surprisingly. It, it, the thing about it was, that, and I'm not saying I didn't work really hard because, I, you know, I worked my ass off to raise my score. I just think it's not accurate to who should go to what school, which c- for some people can be the thing that changes the rest of their life. Like, it's just not yeah. right the way that the situation goes down. It's not. Yeah, that's, I think that's it's true that it's uh, especially like you said, for people who can afford to get tutoring, it makes a massive difference. I had a, I had a tutor in math that helped raise my score, too, because my math score was horrible. And also you have to pay for the SAT, right? It's not it's not free. I think it was like $50 every time we took it or something. And you had to pay yeah, for college so- applications, too. Right, which that's such a scam. They had to pay for college applications and then they can just, you know, outright. Re- you don't even know if they read them. Or not. You have to pay you for have that. To pay you have to pay every for, application. You have to pay. You don't. You probably don't even know this yet because you have never rented a place by yourself. You have to pay for renters' applications too when you apply for places to live. That's bullshit. That's yeah. Sucks. I you know I, I applied for three places before this place and that cost me over a hundred dollars. Do you know I applied to seventeen colleges? I I applied to twelve. I applied to a lot. That's insane. Like I, when I have kids, I'm going to be like pick between five and eight max. I think it was because you were such a weird candidate. I was a weird candidate because I was terrible in school for a while, but I had really good extracurriculars. And then my senior year was on honor roll. Yeah. So I was kind of all over the place. Yeah, totally. And then also, um, you were not a varsity athlete, so. Oh, really you're going to get into this. Were you? Yeah. Did you? 
On your college applications, did you say you were a varsity athlete? I was a varsity athlete. I feel like that's very manipulative. I marked that I had my varsity letter. I did. I got my varsity letter. You know what? You know what's, on, you know in my room at home that there is a varsity letter. Uh, you know what's completely unfair? I I don't know that it's in your room. Okay, you acknowledge that you've seen <laughs> my varsity letter though. I've seen a letter. I've seen a letter. No, be honest, Jet. Be honest. Yes, yes, it's it is a varsity letter that you okay. got for managing the men's lacrosse team. That's but it. I senior year had quit soccer and managed the women's varsity soccer team, and I got fifty bucks. I would have preferred the varsity. But you didn't letter. do what I did. What do you mean? I went to practices. I went to every game. I traveled. I went to every game too. More than that, I went to practices. I took stats. I tried to help improve the team with like I I was having. What do you mean you tried to help improve the team? By having by taking all their stats and having meeting with the coaches and pitching different ideas, I did a lot more than you did. Remember, there were two other women managers with me, and I'm the only one who got my varsity letter. I still think that it's it was excessive. I know you do. I I said on the chat the other day the best varsity letter isn't yours though it's dad's for ping pong. Yeah, it is pretty cool. That's a dope varsity letter to earn a ping pong varsity letter. It's pretty good. Ping pong's awesome. I I love that I can kick your ass in ping pong to this day. It's All unfortunate because right. I was better than you until you mastered the the grip that dad taught you, which I can't do. Was it the Chinese style? Is that how they? Is that what do you I call have it? A, I have a mix between Chinese and Japanese grip. And it's you can't if you play like the regular just holding it style like I do, you can't beat somebody who's good at it's impossible to beat somebody who's yeah, good at Yeah, because I can grip. just go to both places so much quicker with my yeah. pendulum. Which I'm is very good. Which was frustrating after a while. Yes. I'm I also broke our ping pong table. Uh yes, you did, which was ironic because I was the much bigger partier. Right. <laughs> Playing hourglass. Yeah. Yeah, you really demoed that. All right, let's go into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, see what's going on in here today. Like I said, it is March 12th. Get those Streamlabs in. Oh, boy, we have our first one coming in from Texas Teacher. I'm a little nervous after yesterday, but Texas Teacher, I'm still here to listen to you. Let's see what you got to say. Hello again, Roxy, and I hope you still take me in after our disagreement yesterday. I never meant to infer that I was telling you how to feel as a Jew. I was not speaking about saying words aloud, but words in literature, which helps show a negative trait of the character. It's purely speaking from an educational point of view, which is what the studies of watering down of literature has shown. My point was simply from an educational philosophy, hiding ugly does not make it disappear. So Texas teacher, First of all, I hear what you're saying, although I do think you're doubling down a little bit because what you said yesterday is that no words have hatred in them, and that's just not the case. So I I don't believe that all words should be taught in school. I don't believe that all words, when they're on the page, don't have hatred. I think that you are the teacher, so you're elig- you're allowed to teach your students whatever it is that you would like to teach them. But if I was a parent with a teacher, with a kid, with a teacher who was teaching what you were teaching, I would have something to say about that. And so I think that Texas teacher, we love you. We're so excited for your journey. We're so happy that you're still clean and sober. Although you did not say that during this message, I'm just going to assume that you are because you're badass. 
you and I just do not see eye to eye on this one. And instead of saying, uh, okay, thank you for, for reading it out loud. And I don't agree, but that is what it is. You're doubling down, which you're not going to convince me you're right because I don't agree with you. So I would stop trying to convince me and, and hear me and hear what I'm saying. Hopefully that makes sense. Texas teacher. Chris Mason says live at jet in the hot seat. LOL. Were you in the hot seat? Uh, I, sometimes when I'm on the show with you, I'm in the hot seat. Hmm. All right. Let's move forward uh, to something way more exciting. That massive support coming in from Glenn Caesar. Look at you, Zen Glenn. Fuck yeah. I really needed that. So thank you so much, especially as I'm trying to make it so that I have a room here that doesn't just have a floor and a coffee table. Uh, Glenn well, good said, thing you have a floor. Floor is important. The floor is important. The coffee table <laughs> is pretty important too. Couldn't be yeah. there without the floor though. Although the coffee table doesn't have... Let me see if I can face this to you guys. The coffee table does not have um, any anything to sit in. Looking cool though, right? I think it looks very sharp. It's I see just, the Steez balloons still yep, there. There's no uh, no seat. There's no. There's one seat in the corner. So I'd like to fill that baby out. Um, all right, let's see. What did Glenn have to say? Hello and good afternoon, Roxy and all your nicknames. Great job on SEN Live this week. Thanks for hanging out with us so much. Much love to you, Grammy Papo. Peace, bunnies, hugs, and good stuff to you and yours. And uh, Thanks, RJ, RSB, WFs, for being cool and letting me be. Hell yeah, Glenn. Good thoughts and good vibes to you, Chunk, on garnering all your much-reserved success. Good luck with all hosting, filming, auditions, and or bookings of other projects coming for you. What for you is yours. You're earning it all because you're fucking fire. You are appreciated. Let's go, Smets, and everyone fighting for today, tomorrow, more. Smash Cancer, be most excellent. RJ and Rockstar, show up for people who need it. That makes you so, so cool, humane, and worthy. Cheers to Fuck Yeah News for you in 2021 and beyond. Oh, you're so awesome, Glenn. Positive thoughts to you, RJ, and all the Rockstars and World Friends who show up and give their support whenever. However, they can. Don't forget, when it gets tough, even if you're by yourself, you're not alone. Everyone who's battling, keep on fighting. You're a winner. Hell yeah, Glenn. That was huge, massive, massive for me. And thank you so much. Um, Glenn says, I'm glad to show my support. Glenn is one of the most positive people I've ever seen. I know. He's incredible. He really, really, truly is. Uh, we're very lucky to have him as a part of this community. I actually don't even remember, Glenn, how we picked you up. How did we get so lucky? Remind us, Glenn. Remind us how we got so fucking lucky to have you. Austin Kramer in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer in here with that big support too says, just showing some love. Thank you, Austin. Really appreciate you and every single one of you in here. Garth Harkness McMurray says, question for Jet. Did you watch today's SEN Live and see Roxy's amazing birth performance? If so, what did you think about it? Did Roxy do stuff like that growing up? Uh, I did not. So I cannot comment. Honestly, I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen more than one or two of the SEN lives. Did uh, did you see my Instagram picture? Yeah. It, I saw, so I was like, uh, but I knew I was going to be on with you or talk to you about it later today. I was just, I was a little taken aback. I did a live birth. Uh, Why? In, interpretive live birth. Because we hit a goal. And that and was your plan? Oh yeah, I've been trying to do it all week. It's been a Live whole thing. Yeah, is it? It was a financial goal. Yep. Yeah. 
Not for me, for the show. Right, right, for the show. But so basically you're willing to do stuff that's like really weird if you just hit a certain amount of money. Yeah. I, so to the question, did I do shit like this growing up? Chet, what do you think? Did I do weird shit or like performative shit growing up? Not really. Are you I, kidding? I, per, like, per, well, I mean, you acted, but performative, like not like interpretive dance or stuff like that. You weren't Phoebe from Friends. I'm Friends, your favorite show. I'm shocked to hear. Well, give me an example of something you think I would have said then. I mean, like, well, first of all, growing up, I was in that theater troupe where I was like a dog and then like a tornado and then like a weird aunt. So I was always practicing that shit. Then every birthday I would ask for a video camera. So I'd always be like taping things. And even as we're going back through all these tapes, you know, I, I filmed all the time filmed like the sand or my feet or was just always fucking doing things. Um, then when I started drinking, you know, coming home and like screaming on the table, hoagies, hoagies, like everything I did, I feel like was so loud and performative and boisterous. Uh, see, I would look at look those examples you gave and said filming the sand. I thought was just you not knowing how to use a camera when you got drunk yeah, and yelled hoagies. Like you genuinely just liked hoagies and wanted hoagies at the time. I yeah, of course like you like performing me, too. I don't think you see me at all. Uh, Rock, I the when you were a dog, you were a fantastic dog. I wasn't the dog. That's what you just you, said. You got were a dog because that's what you always remember it as. But I wasn't the dog in that in fucking play. Fairness to me, you play. just said you were a dog. No. Oh my god, you really don't see me. It's actually very frustrating. I see you. I see live at the Roxy all the time. I see World Girls. I see uh, you singing WAP. You wrote like how would lyrics. you even describe me? Uh, I would describe you as a boss. No, really, Jet. Seriously. As like um, a really hard working, making money moves person, so chasing her dreams, catch your dreams. I don't remember the rest. It's so frustrating. I just I think that there's a difference between performing and performance art. Like I look at performance art as like weird hippie shit, like doing like that and like covering you yourself in blood was? i i took dance classes you don't even remember like i was dancing for a while first of all growing up i did ballet and tap and then i moved over and did um at seagull i took an interpretive dance class and then took hip-hop i thought you just took hip-hop for one year no we used to do like all these weird things and then like oh and then did theater all the time like for you to be like you no know, growing up she never did shit like that like do you even remember me at all I just look at it more of as you did traditional acting. I did a one to... woman show at our mom's funeral. Yeah, that's traditional acting. <laughs> it's not okay. Would you say that there's a difference between uh, pretend doing a live birth and a one woman show? They're not in the same category. One woman show at a funeral is stranger, Jet. Pink Sweets, this is exactly how I feel. When Roxy is winning the Cecil D, uh, B. DeMille Award, they're going to ask Jet when Roxy showed signs of being the best actor ever, and he'll say, I don't know. No, because that's traditional acting, so I'll say when she was a dog in the play. Oh, my God. Wasn't uh, the dog also the sheriff? My name was Hope. The that dog. was a different girl. But the Hope was the sheriff, right? It's just so annoying. Yes or no? I was not the sheriff. Hope was not the dog. Was can Joe you was also? Tumbleweed. 
tumbleweed. Can I also get acknowledgement that all of those plays, not your performances, so I'm prefacing it, all those plays were terrible. Not I your thought, performance. I thought some of them were okay. <laughs> because they were all – here's the problem. I didn't, like, I didn't like the kid that would be Pope. I no didn't – that. that one was literally <laughs> one of the worst two-hour days of my life. It was – it was was it two hours more than two hours? The night that mom died was less painful than watching the boy who would be Pope. This is literally the most fucked up thing you ever said. I I like it was like time. Tra- I know who you were in that. You were femme fatale. Was that that one? I liked I liked Monopoly. I thought that was a good one. Monopoly. Do 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 do. I don't do, think do, you do. were in that one. I think Sky was in that one. Um, no, I was in Monopoly. I just didn't have a role. It was kind of like you being offstage Annie or offstage. I wasn't offstage Annie. I was offstage Offstage Annie would have been an honor. Yeah. No, Monopoly I liked. I liked Tumbleweed fine. Um, I liked the chameleon. All those. Here's the thing. They were all original plays by this lovely woman. No, it was two. Two lovely women who ran the local theater troupe. Uh, Okay. So you just named one of them. What was her name? Tippy? Nope. But close. Sippy. Nope. Sippy. Kippy. No. Kippy. Yeah. Okay. And then can you name the other one? Marge. Sissa. Okay. So it was Kippy and Sissa. Yep. They were, were they lovers? No. Well, just, I don't know. I was just asking. They ran this theater troupe, which was great to get, you know, the troubled youths of Newton, Massachusetts and Brookline, Massachusetts off the street. It wasn't, it wasn't just Newton and Brookline. <laughs> they ran five troops, Jet. Mm-hmm. No, this. let me tell the story correctly. Okay. All right. It, they ran this. It was for at-risk kids like Roxy who grew up very impoverished and was have constantly gang. Have I ever Constantly gang-banging. I'm telling the story. Roxy was gang-banging a lot. And we needed and, to get I'm her. Sorry, off just the what streets. does gang banging mean? Oh Jesus! I sorry. You know what? Roxy was gang banging <laughs> with gangs, not the other thing. Canceled. Because I just want to be clear, pause. you did you did insist you tell the story about your sister gang banging. Pause, pause, pause. Gang. You know what? I just, I'm talking I just want about to explain it. to you what you just did on your own merit. Like you That's just fair. decided to fair. tell a story about your little sister gang banging. But okay, you do know that it has two meanings. I'm talking about the the one with the Crips and the Bloods. Oh, good. This shows off to a very good start. We are 22 minutes in and time code this. We are now talking about the Crips and the Bloods. Yes. So Roxy was in a gang and needed to get off the streets because she was constantly shooting up neighborhoods with her Uzis. And... Here's this acting troupe that gets other at-risk kids who are white and privileged from Newton and Brookline, too, to be in place. So God bless Kippy and Sissa for taking people like Roxy. And and their son, Todd, who taught improv. And Todd, the improvisation expert. However, despite their charitable inclinations, they could not write plays for shit. And every play that I had to sit to, and I went through... I went to every one of them because mom, mom made, me. made you. Yeah, mom also made you go to my basketball games. In fairness, that's not you true. I liked going. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I liked, liked going to the play. I like going to the place too. Um, first of all, the plays didn't have concessions, you know the, so I couldn't you even know the get play that you Twizzlers. Didn't come to? 
You know the play you didn't come to? Peter Pan. Yep. I was in college. Yep, but you didn't come, and I was Tiger Lily in that one. You, you were did, Tiger Lily in that one. You did come to Miracle Worker, though. No? Maybe. Who are you? Percy the Slave. Oh, that's not great casting. Didn't age well. Luckily, we went to at least a school that understood enough to keep my face looking the way it did. Yeah, that's not great casting. Did you have Did you have any lines? I don't remember. I think it was like a, uh, they changed it in that version to just being a servant, but in the original version. Because what year are no, we talking it, about? Yeah, Miracle Worker. There were no slaves when Miracle Worker, when Helen I, Keller was. I, like something about the script said it, but I was supposed to be a, a servant, I guess. I don't mm -hmm. know. Did but did they make you like speak in like a like a a black southern accent like of the like say like Song of the South were they like trying to get you to do that? No, because I, I remember who was my counterpart. It was Percy and Kippy and Sissa. Kippy Sissa Todd. <laughs> I don't remember, but it was not good. I I don't think it was I like I remember they they specifically wrote like an unpaid child. <laughs> like in this whatever the script was it was like unpaid child maybe it was an indentured servant no but that's okay. somebody who's paid right um no no who is black indentured servants not paid either oh okay You're paying off your debt with with labor as an okay. indentured that's whatever also illegal is, whatever it is i should not have been playing percy but no yeah, they didn't i would say that's fair how fortunate are you in terms of your career that they did not have you do blackface for that so it, I'm so fortunate for multiple reasons. <laughs> Number one, because at that age, I probably wouldn't have known. You just Which, been like, yep, let's get into this character. Let's really think, dive in. I don't think I would have known just being honest about the, where I was at that point in my life. Were you a junior in high school? I, I must've been 15 years old because yeah. it was before Tiger Lily. So that was junior. So this must've been, yeah, it must've been 15 or 16 years old. Would you have known if you were casting something not to do blackface? I would. I just didn't know. Luckily, no. Didn't. I I I agree with you that probably when I was fifteen, I no, I don't even have to say probably. I'm sure I know I was making like really offensive jokes when I was fifteen. So I probably would have been also fine with that, being like, oh yeah, this is not a problem. My teacher is telling me to do this. Yeah. Good thing we totally. didn't have teachers like that. You're right. Yeah. Because you, you we yeah. easily could have. I'm sure there's many teachers like that who. Yeah. Or just like, all right, just got to make this authentic. Blackface. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, it is weird that they, that where the lines are for some people though, because like what, some people do blackface and they're canceled forever and then there's Kimmel and then that's just like. Yeah, and he makes what, like $20 million a year or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, so. But yes, those plays were terrible. You were fantastic in them. You don't see But me. I was saying the problem, I see you fine. The problem mm -hmm. was you asked me, did I do stuff like performance art? I maintain that you did performance like traditional, like you're like Lawrence Olivier if he had a vagina. I literally don't know what you mean. You're a thespian. It's just so you do not see me. The fact that you, the question being like, did you do shit like this growing Listen, up? John All Cena, I see you like fine. Oh my God. Obnoxious. All right. Going back to the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. LD123 says, Hey coach, I'm getting to watch you live today. And it's so cool. Also, hi Jet. 
you cute bearded man looking fine. Oh. Are <laughs> so weird that I just said it like that because you're my brother. Are blocking and rehearsals going great? And your advice is golden. Huge uh, hugs, coach. Thanks, LD. Appreciate is you. Is LD still playing Juliet? Mm-hmm. Mm, I know the community. But I know this community so well. She's doing a couple different plays at once, though. Is she doing the boy who would be Pope? Because I'd say step out of that role. She's not. She's not. What was the show that I was Annie in? Not Annie like Annie. Probably Annie. <laughs> not Orphan Annie. Her name was Annie. It was one of those freelance Uptown, shows. Downtown. Oh, I loved Uptown, Downtown. And I <laughs> and I don't play- like the rendition of it. These play titles are so bad. Uptown, also, Downtown okay. is great. They're either Roxy or Sky was in a play called Monopoly. The play was based off the board game, and they somehow, which is one of the, if not the greatest board game of all time, it's the great. play was horrible. No, it was great. It's one of the better ones. Two Monopoly. people were the were the dice. That was a character. The dice. It was the roller. Everything is determined by the dice. Roll the dice, and then you'll see. Cause you and me, yes, we could be. Monopoly. I, yeah, That's Monopoly. Like what I remember. Monopoly. Monopoly. Do, 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 do. Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Didn't mom do the makeup for all those shows? Yeah, she was excellent. Was was it hard for her to transform you into a dog? I can't. In the stream, lines, Lloyd Nance says, Hi, Roxy. Hello, Jet. Thanks, Lloyd. Hello, Lloyd. Rob Fishbeck says, hey, Jet, you know what? This may be the perfect time to finally address this Roxy owning or not owning a dog in college story. Also, the live at the Joxy highlight drill drops tonight, everyone. Damn. Mm. Um, I think that there's no addressing this other than, all right, let's 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 see if Lindsay picks up. You oh, talk. you want to actually talk to her on the phone? She doesn't want to talk to me. You talk for a second. Let's okay, see. here's what Roxy is gonna do. She's going to oh. call her one of her. I'm muting, not her I'm best muting friend. you for a second, so you just talk. Well, you, oh, you're muting me on the phone. Roxy's calling her best friend, her former roommate, who also, by the way, Roxy can't hear this right now. I don't think, or she can maybe. Hates me. Her friend Lindsay hates me. Like, just does not talk about somebody who doesn't see somebody. Does not get me. Does not get my sense of humor. Just straight up doesn't like me. But Roxy's going to try to go to her for an impartial opinion on whether or not they had a dog, knowing she didn't that pick I up. believe they didn't. She didn't pick up. Yeah. It was bad. She, we had a dog, and Jet is just a sociopath. And that's the point of that story. If she calls me back, we will have to ask her. All right, going back into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Star. Bad Rabbit says... What's up, big dog Jet? Never thought J-Lo and A-Rod would split, yet here we are. No way! I'll send something else when I can think of something more important. Much love. Were you telling Wait, me they that did? J-Lo and A-Rod I didn't see that. Split? Let's see. Let's Google it. J-Lo. Wow. Page oh, wow. Two. Yeah. What happened? All right. Emergency uh, live at the Roxy time. Let's break down. Let's get into all the nitty gritty of your JLo and A-Rod questions. Okay. Here's what, what I think. Happened? I'm almost positive he cheated on her because I, I have had very good sourcing that he has, uh, he is a frequent cheater with both, uh, with both sexes, by the way. 
First of all, oh my God, Judd. First of all, are you fucking kidding me? This is why I said literally what I said to you before the show. You, it, you don't- I do out, have sourcing on that. You do not out somebody for possibly being queer. Are you fucking kidding me? Is queer bi? That queer is an umbrella term. Oh. We don't, he, Jet is literally making shit up out of his ass right now. Not true. That's not Jet, true. Jet, I've heard Jet, people say that on Jet, radio. Jet, we do not do that here. Period. That's so fucked up and mean. So wrong. Okay. I'm being dead ass serious. We have no idea what happened here. We have absolutely no idea. If he did or didn't, if she did or didn't, who they're into is none of our fucking business unless they want to make it our business. So that, um, I'm just looking to see what actually happened. The stunning split after the super shark. My phone died. <laughs> just circling. Oh no, it's back. It's back. I don't know what happened. Whatever. Um, you're so, you're such a bully. Neither one of the stars would com uh, comment on Friday. That's today. But 45-year-old A-Rod hinted at the breakup on Instagram as he posted a shot of himself alone on a yacht in Miami, grimacing and staring at his cell phone. Um, he said, don't mind me just taking a selfie. What are your plans for the weekend? Oh, God. What, bad pun? Oh, yeah, really I also, this is good. Let me talk to you. I also hate A-Rod, but oh, hold on. that's the Red Sox fan in me. Hi, love. Oh God! I am I am currently on air with my brother. We're talking about the dog situation. Can I put you on speakerphone? <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, guys. So this is my best friend and my college roommate who had a dog in college who Jet just is convinced in. Lens, can you can you just confirm or deny the existence of said dog? Um, said dog did exist. Um, he was a dog I found wandering around USC's, like the streets of, you know, downtown LA yep. and I have photographs of him on my bed. So absolutely. His name was Brady. His now name is, um, I think after Fitzy or some, something like that, after some Buffalo Sabres player, I don't even know. His name was changed, which is horrifying, but, um, how he long did he live with alive. us for? How long was he with us? A month. <laughs> a month. Okay, and he and would Maybe you say that. Would probably you say, two weeks? Would no way. Time. It was definitely mm, okay. leaning yeah. more towards my point of view here. Would you say that he was or was not potty trained? Was not. Mm -hmm. Um, and so hard, hard no. <laughs> so there was many. Okay, in the chat, Bruce is saying you took in a stray dog. That's it. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I felt bad for him. I posted it all over. I went to the local shelters. I brought him to a shelter, and they said that there's only it was a, it was a kill shelter. So they were like, nobody's claimed him. Like, I we're gonna have to put him to sleep. And that's when I picked him up, brought him home, and was like, we need to do something with this adorable dog. I'm not letting this dog die. And would there be <laughs> any reason we would make this story up? Is there any reason in which this story would be made up for any reason? No, the dog still lives with my ex-boyfriend. I don't. There's photos of him. But if you would like to call him, maybe he would answer. <laughs> nope, that wouldn't be as pleasant. I love you. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Love you. Bye, Bye. Jet. You're wrong. Stop telling Roxy she's lying. There we go. Bye, Lindsay. <laughs> um. Okay. Here's the thing. Like I said to the the lovely people of the live at the Roxy community, Lindsay hates me. 
she would not side with me if I said, but why you know, would you make up that she brought in a dog? You guys in college were partying a lot, right? Oh my God. You think she, what? I think you guys hallucinated the dog. We live with five people. Well, that's just one person who hates me who said it. If we can get all five people to come you know on the that's show. not fair because you know I don't speak to the other girls. <laughs> all of them have to confirm it independently. It was a very fucked up thing well, to say. I would say the sourcing, questionable. You know, I work for a newspaper, Roxy, and they said you always need two sources. I'm one. And no, Lindsay's you don't. You, the the reporter cannot count as one of the. I'm sources. not the reporter. I lived with the dog. You're reporting on the dog. You're right the now. reporter. You're asking the questions. You're the reporter. I'm one and source. I, I, could, I have, here's my, I have. How many people are watching right now? Do you have a number on it? A hundred. Okay, all none of those people have seen you with the dog. So I have me and a hundred sources who said no dog. That's not true. They're all saying that there was a dog. I believe Roxy and her friend. Thank That's you. That's just one person. That's there's one a person. lot of people in here saying it. If you believe Roxy and the dog send... Bunnies. Bunnies. If you believe that Roxy was on a two-week hallucination imagining she had the dog, and it, it was wasn't actually the dog about. pooping in the room, it was humans, then Girl, send I, hearts. I posted the picture. Send hearts. Send hearts if you believe she did not actually have a dog. I have popcorn in my teeth, and it's so painful. I hate that, but... I'm waiting for a flurry of hearts to start coming no, out. Because you're insane. Thank you. <laughs> you. You gaslight the fuck out of me and always have my whole life. But thank you to everybody who's <laughs> sending bunnies. Oh, yeah. Carl Maxey, you get it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Thank you for all the bunnies. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to know what's so fucked up? Some of my homie homies. Jake. Jake. GLD <laughs> and Bruce with the fucking hearts. You're breaking my heart. Wow. Going back in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Jake Yacoveta says, I know you said it doesn't matter, but I counted nine videos with Jet on the thumbnail. I'm sure he's been on more. Oh, interesting. Texas teacher back here says, hello there. I didn't mean to double down. I was only trying to show an alternative side. I agree that a parent has the ability to censor. And I'm not teaching those literature in high school, but in university classes, I understand we disagree. I, I just want... I am on your side. Yes, I'm still clean and sober. Fuck yeah, Texas teacher. And I'm happy that we can agree to disagree and remain civil. Love your show. And you are the best. Hello, Jet. Question. Which Ducks team are you representing? Uh, all. All Ducks team. The Oregon Ducks. Uh, not the uh, Anaheim Ducks. By the way, I like Mohammed in the chat hedging with bunnies and hearts. That's, that's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, this is for uh, University of Oregon, where... Where I went to school, and uh, primarily right now, I'm rooting for Oregon's basketball team as March Madness is upon us. Roxy, are you going to do a pool? No. Are you going to? Are the World Girls doing anything March Madness related? I will say it's so weird how Jet, you never grew up liking sports, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> in the most <laughs> recent years, you that just is, love sports. That is unfair. I said you grew up acting and loving acting. It's. I didn't say. I said you didn't like do performance art. It's so weird that you never played any sports and you never watched any sports. See, that's getting closer. That's closer to what I said. And would you say it's accurate? No, I'd say my statement was more accurate. Nope. Nope. Streamlabs.com slash You did art. You did performances, but I don't think it was performance art. 
Have you ever showed the rock stars your ceramics? Her ceramics are dope. Roxy was good at ceramics. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Star. Glenn Caesar says, Roxy, it goes back to when you were doing Collider Live and SJU. Then I went and did watch um, other stuff, older stuff. The night on YouTube, one night on YouTube, you said, it's late. If I go live, will anyone show up? The rest is, uh, as they say, is history. So here I am now. That's awesome. So Collider and SJU and then that. Thanks, for a while, he's been following you. Yeah, Glenn's the fucking shit. Call it her, as Grammy would call it. Yeah, I know, I know. She calls us the whirlies. She calls the world girls the whirlies. I kind of like that. The collider, she calls Colander. Bruce Banner in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer says, yo, yo, sup, Roxy? Just saying, what's up? You and the ladies killed it on SEN. I have a question for Jet. Do you think the Celtics will or need to trade for Jeremy Grant and why? Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that they need to I didn't to know trade. that's how you spell his name. Yeah, it's, it's just the different spelling of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of unique spellings in uh, in sports. Uh, mm. I do like Jeremy Grant. I think he'd be a good addition to the team. He's absolutely – he's the most improved player of the year in my book this year in the NBA, and he provides defense and scoring punch. But after what I saw last night with the Nets, the Celtics are – far removed from a one player even if he's a good player like jeremy grant solution to being where i want them to be which is a championship contending team they're so far apart from a team like the nets that it's going to take a big fix and multiple fixes not just adding one player so yeah i like the player i think he would improve the team but it's not enough to move the needle to where they would be suddenly competing for a championship unfortunately speaking of sports let's talk sports for a second before we get to a couple of the other things I really want to talk about today, Cam Newton staying with the Patriots for a second season. And right before we went up, you said you're not even convinced that he will be our starting quarterback. What do you think is going to happen there? Uh, so they signed him for a decent money more than last year. They signed him for a base of $5 million and then incentives, like how much he plays, how well he plays uh, can earn him up to $14 million, which is, that's like a reasonable salary for a pretty good backup quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he just, he showed, I love his personality so much and he, his teammates love him, but he just, he showed me so little last season. So I, I find it hard to believe that with the winning culture, the Patriots have built and Bill Belichick chasing the all times win list that he would be content to just say, Hey, let's run it back with cam without giving him any legitimate competition or drafting a quarterback in the first round or bringing in another veteran guy to see, you know, what works better. It's just his arm looked so shot to me last year. And I know you watch a lot of Patriots games too. And it, he was like skipping the ball on the turf frequently. It didn't look like he could throw anything further than 10 yards out. And part of the problem was the Patriots had not a lot of talent on offense, but the bigger problem was his shoulder, which he's had surgery on just looked shot. And so I, I don't think that he'll mean end up we just as a need, starter. Would need to rest restructure. So we have more of a running game. Uh, yeah, except for it's that works in college where you can say, Hey, we're just going to run the ball down your throat and still be able to win games in the NFL. It's just, if you're one dimensional offensively, you, you finish like the Patriots did, you finish seven and nine at best. You, you can't look to win a Super Bowl or make the playoffs. If you're a team that's that everybody knows what you're going to be doing all the time, you need to have different, aspects of your game because part of being a good offense is being unpredictable. And when teams know your quarterback can't throw, which Cam Newton really couldn't do, uh, then they know how to game plan for you. How so much I would express him as a COVID. 
Uh, he didn't really, I mean, to his credit, he never made excuses for it, but no, but I, I'm asking you, do you think that that had a serious effect on his game? No, because it wasn't, it didn't seem stamina related to me. It seemed mechanical and, and strength related. And even, uh, in the game before he had COVID it, his arm never looked strong and he's had surgery on his throwing arm. And so I, I would see COVID as an issue. Like Jason Tatum had COVID and he's been saying, you know, it's fatigued him. As a lot of people have said, like recovering from it, you're shorter of breath. It takes you a while to like sort of get back into cardiovascular shape. And, and you know, Cam Newton's a running quarterback, but he didn't run that much this year, especially as the season progressed. So I, I really don't think it had much of an impact. I think the shoulder is just gone. I think it's just injuries have for now taken away his throwing arm. Who do you want to see as our starting quarterback? Uh, a Tom Brady, uh, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. Uh, in terms of realistic options, uh, I I'd like my Oregon guy, Marcus Mariota, to be the Patriots quarterback because I have affinity for him, and I don't think he's ever been utilized correctly in the NFL, and I think he could be really good. Uh, and he, you'd be able to get him for not too much. Obviously, there's two huge names out there, and Russell Wilson, who's looking to be traded, and Deshaun Watson, who's looking to be traded. You'd need to give up so many picks to get those guys, and the Patriots historically are very reluctant to part with any picks. So I'd say that's unlikely, but I'd love either of those guys to be here. I think until they find the next guy, Roxy, it's just all like sort of Band-Aids and bridges until they find the next young quarterback that's going to be their franchise guy. Bruce Banner keeps asking about Garoppolo. Uh, I, the things I've been hearing make it sound to me less and less likely Garoppolo is going to be here because there's other teams in on him. And I don't think the Patriots, he's got a big contract. I don't think the Patriots want to absorb that contract based on his availability, which has been poor in the NFL. He's been very injured and some games, especially in big games like the Super Bowl, struggled. So if they could get him for a cheap price, I think, They'd like to have him back, but I think the Bears are in on him. I think the Panthers are in on him. I don't think the 49ers are completely writing him off yet. So I think the Patriots would have to pay a premium and pay his contract, which would be, you know, two things deterring Garoppolo for coming here. But if they could get him for the right price, I do think that they'd really like him here. It's just not looking like they're going to be able to get their price for him. For those of you guys who aren't here to listen to sports talk, no worries because we're about to move on right the fuck now. PLD in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash RoxyStar says, we need Jet on a regular segment. What should be the title? Jet and his gang-banging sister. I really don't like that name for a segment, but I got to own it and say I did that to myself. You did do that. Completely a self-inflicted wound. Did do that. Uh, All right, let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on. (laughs) It is sad. Let's talk about what's going on with George Floyd. Um, so the George Floyd family has settled their lawsuit against Minneapolis for $27 million. Just as a first reaction to that jet, how does that price strike you? Uh, it seems in line with a lot of other really high profile, uh, cases where the police killed somebody, you know, where is a police homicide. Uh, so the, the price, I mean, obviously it's a huge number. It's, you know, most of us can't even comprehend what $27 million looks like. Um, but like you said early in the show, Roxy, it's like, how do you actually put a price on it? There's, you can't really put a price tag on a person's life and their legacy and what they mean to people. So the number is high, but 
it you know it could be ten billion dollars it could be three dollars there, there's no way you can put a price tag on somebody's life that just doesn't the two things aren't equal as far as my initial reaction to it i i feel like you know it's it's tricky situation because i think there's a lot of people out there today saying i really wish they would just have gone through with taking them going through the whole process and taking them to court and getting all this you know out there in the public eye in terms of what exactly and how terrible of an incident it was as opposed to just taking the settlement but you don't know what's going on with the family you know they they might it might be too painful for them to do that and uh you know there might be some other things involved with the settlement that we don't necessarily know about it's you know it's totally different from the criminal case where it's not the family pressing charges it's the it's the state pressing charges against the the cops so I think it's really delicate situation where you want to say, I'm glad the family got compensated because they obviously deserve compensation. But also I think there's a sense of, I want to see justice play itself out in a court of law. So for a couple of details on this, uh, this happened this morning where the, where the city of Minneapolis agreed to pay $27 million to settle a civil lawsuit with George Floyd's family and that's just weeks before the trial was scheduled to begin for the former officer charged with the murder and his death. The city council unanimously approved the settlement Friday after meeting in private. And it includes a $500,000 donation to the community around the intersection of 38th and Chicago Ave, known as George Floyd Square, where police confronted Floyd last May 25th after the convenience store clerk claimed that he tried to use a counterfeit $20 bill. We know the story. Um, so that's part of the settlement is that $500,000 donation to the community. And um, the council president, Lisa Bender, said, I hope that today will center the voices of the family and anything that they would like to share. But I do, but I do want to, on behalf of the entire city council, offer my deepest condolences to the family of George Floyd, his friends, and all of our community who are mourning his loss. Uh, I... I have a really hard time with stories like this. And unfortunately there are stories like this because this is hap something that's happening relatively frequently, uh, which is the most fucked up part of it all. The, the hard time I have with it uh, is for all of the reasons that you guys are struggling with this as well. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are struggling even more with this as I'm a white girl, but what does $27 million, how do we come to that number? How do we get to that conclusion? Um, and I think that what makes it even harder is that I look online, right? So I'm looking at this as announced by LA Times. Uh, I'm reading an LA Times article, I think, or maybe it was New York Times, whatever it is. I'm reading a Twitter post mm -hmm. about this. And it was the post that was announcing what was happening. I actually took a screenshot so I can tell you exactly what I was reading. I was reading the New York Times that they posted. This is the first time I saw the news story. And the first response to it is from somebody named Donna, who I clicked on Donna's profile. It says, mother, grandmother, whatever it is, and avid knitter or some shit like that. And Donna's response with 51 likes at the time was, family gets rich because he was a criminal. I'll bet they are happy he died now. That's gross. It's disgusting. It's obviously disgusting. That wasn't the only comment like that in the thread. There were so many comments like that in the thread. And that's why I struggle with the price point on something too, because 
Donna should not be able to say that even if even if the family was paid a billion dollars, Donna should not be able to say that because anybody who's lost a loved one knows that you would trade every single dollar you have for that person to be back on the planet. So that, and then on top of that, he, he didn't die because he was a criminal. He died because our system is fucked up and those cops are corrupt and, and decided to murder him even when he was asking to breathe. So that's why he died. He did not die because he was a fucking criminal and it, it's comments like that and the likes like that and, and all of the people that make me just wonder, like... That's also a misinformation spread, you know, saying stuff like that. Because then somebody else goes, oh, he was a criminal? Oh, I'm going to not do my research and I'm just going to write this down. I'm going to type this out too and say, because, I mean, and it catches like wildfire. That's exactly... Saying something without doing any research or without just saying it, just to say it, that is right. how misinformation spreads. Totally. And he did have a checkered past and we know that. And we also know that that had nothing to do with his death. So th those are unrelated. So they're, those are both facts. So I have a hard time discussing stories like this, although I think it's important too. And that's why we do here because $27 million are settling. If I'm their family, I'm probably thinking, do I want to keep fighting this? Do I want to get justice? The only justice would be to be bring him back to life, which we're not going to be able to do. Maybe we can do something with this money. Maybe we can yeah. really live a better life. And what would George want for us, his family? That's probably what's going through their minds. So I don't know how you come to that number, but whatever number it is that the family brought them a little bit of peace, a little bit of uh, a, a happier future, not not happier than if George was here, but happier than without having that money. I'm just hoping that they feel okay about their decision. And if if this is what helps them to move forward, then I hope it really does. And I hope people like Donna go get fucking farted on for the rest of their life. Well, you know, it's like she's acting like it's those people who get their doorbell rung with the giant check. And they were like, oh, my God, I want this giant check. Like they're getting the money and they're not celebrating getting the money. I'm sure it was a very somber agreement and that you know they they're they're just because they're receiving a large sum of money doesn't mean that they're you know popping champagne because they're getting 27 million dollars it was I, i'm sure not an easy decision to come to and with all settlements you know there's there's stuff in the fine print about what they can and can't say now in the media about the police or about the case that's going to be ongoing and i'm sure that was a difficult concessions for them to make as well of course of course, uh, in a similar, not similar, because every life is completely different, but on a subject, while we're on the subject, Glenn Caesar in the Stream Lab says, Miles Cosgrove, Brett Hankis, and Jonathan Mattingly arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor, all three of them for killing Breonna Taylor. Hope today is the day, justice for all the people who have lost their lives due to excessive force, hashtag say their names. Yeah, and that's why I talk, started this by talking about how we have to talk about this kind of thing all the time because it's not one person, not two people, not a dozen people. You know, we're talking about so many fucking people who have lost their lives this way. I'm and, shocked how yeah. fast this has moved. This because he was he was murdered last May, and we're already at jury selection and now a settlement. I would have thought that the city would have been, you know, trying to slow this process down as much as possible. Usually court cases, especially in high profile ones, take years to play out. I'm surprised that you're surprised with that. I this just thought that they would try to drag it out because that's what governments typically but do. But they look like shit. 
And so I think that they, I would think that they would be in their best interest to settle and move forward. I think that this probably was exactly what they were hoping for. Yeah, with with this case, I'm saying with the other case, with the criminal case, has come up in the docket faster than I thought it would. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think that it's really probably hard when people are trying to move forward with their lives and things are so drawn out and dragged out. How are they supposed to start even taking the first steps to moving forward? Pink Sometimes you don't. Pink Sweets phrase this very well. His little daughter doesn't understand $27 million. She understands that her dad was taken from her. Fuck Donna. Agreed. Yeah, fuck you, Donna. I'm not buying any of your knitting. I hope your knitting sucks. You know, people in their profile, I'm a mother and a grandmother and an avid knitter and a piece of shit. (laughs) I don't care that you're a knitter or a grandmother. If you don't believe that Black Lives Matter and and you think that his family is happy with this, then you're an asshole. Then you're a fucking asshole. All right, going back to the stream. Brags about knitting, too. What a lame brag. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Let's see what's going on in here. Leonard Kim says, hey, Dimple Tits, I hope your day is going well. And kudos on a fantastic week on SEN. I agree with Jet's sentiment sentiment on the Pats and the Celtics, minus the uh, Mariota take. Is that the guy from the docs that you like? Yeah. The banter. Currently on the Raiders. Banter between you two is hilarious and endearing. I'm digging the ponytail. Thanks, Leonard Kim. Leonard watches uh, my Celtics recaps too. Shout out Leonard Kim. Leonard's the shit. Not to be confused with Myers Leonard. Leonard. Yeah, I fucked that up. (laughs) Yeah, I fucked that up. Do you think that's funny? It is what it is. Any other questions, comments, concerns about this situation or anything we've talked about on the show today, make sure you stream loves and streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer and in the super chat as well. Let's talk a little bit about vaccine eligibility in Los Angeles and all over the place. This was coming this morning as things are rapidly changing in Los Angeles and everywhere. This is coming this morning from LA Times saying California won't ask people with disabilities to show proof of their condition to get a vaccine. This is starting on Monday, this Monday. So in three days from today. Beginning Monday in California, sick or disabled people who are eligible to receive a COVID-19 vaccine will not be required to present documentation of their condition. Instead, they'll be required to self-attest that they meet the criteria for a shot. Disability rights uh, rights advocates have pressed for a process that would not create unnecessary barriers, especially for those who are less mobile. So they were the ones really advocating for this. And the people that this includes are people between the ages of 16 and 64 who are deemed high risk, which is anybody with cancer, chronic kidney disease of stage four or above, chronic pulmonary disease, Down syndrome, uh, compromised immune system from solid organ transplant, pregnancy, sickle cell disease, heart conditions such as heart failure, coronary artery disease, and cardiomyopathies, cardiomyopathies, excuse me, including hypertension, severe obesity, and type 2 diabetes. So those are the ones that they are considering here. Jet, what do you think about this? What do you think about the fact that you are able to, in Los Angeles, and I'm not sure about other places, show up starting on Monday and say that you have one of these pre-existing conditions and get vaccinated without being, without being asked any follow-ups? You know, my first thought goes to, well, so many people are going to abuse this now. 
because uh, I just feel like right now everybody's in such a rush to get vaccinated. Well, a lot of people are, as they should be, um, and that's the point where they're willing to lie about it. I do realize that proving that you have a, a condition can be a burdensome thing for some people and an uncomfortable thing for some people. And so you want to make sure that you're protecting them. Uh, but you also know that some people are going to abuse it. I would have more of a problem with it if I didn't feel so confident that we're going to have so much of an abundance of vaccine within the next month uh, that it's really not going to end up mattering. I don't think all that much, I, you know, I, so I, I would say, man, these people really need the vaccine right away today because, you know, it's going to be trouble getting them. I think since there's going to be so much, it's just like everybody should just go get back. If you can go and do it in Massachusetts uh, right now, because my wife, Leanne just got her uh, yeah. appointment for next week. Um, you need to sign something. She works at a school. She works at school, but you have to check off a box that says, under penalty of perjury, I attest that you either have one of those conditions or that you are, you know, uh, eligible by your profession. So they, they, you know, there is, if they were to find that you Do were you lying, they could charge you with perjury. Do you think they're going to be looking into that? No, I highly doubt it. Again, I because think so. I think it's going to be so, there's going to be so much vaccine that it's going to be almost pointless. But one of the things that people have been talking about is the people who are vaccinated earlier are going to be eligible for jobs quicker, probably, as we're coming back for jobs that include things in the service industry or, you know, anything in which you have to be dealing with people. I think that there's no perfect solution here, but I'm glad that they made this choice because I think asking people who are handicapped or are or have pre-existing conditions to have to prove that is so fucked up that I just don't even want to live in a society in which if somebody shows up and says, I have diabetes, we say, fucking prove it. Like, I just don't. I don't want to live in that world. So I'm hoping that people don't take advantage of this, knowing well that they will, but I would rather us be a society in which we believe that the majority of people going there actually do have one of these existing conditions, then make it for people who have these conditions, not be able to get the vaccination because they can't get in to see their doctor or they don't have a doctor or they don't have insurance or they're unable to prove something because proving, proving conditions is challenging. This actually, because it was talking about the autoimmune diseases, this actually would probably have made me eligible had I not have already gotten my vaccination. And for me to prove my compromised immune system is very challenging because there is no, with a lot of autoimmune diseases, there's not a technical diagnosis. I, they believe that I have this disease called porphyria, but there's no way to prove it. A doctor would just write, we believe she has this. So it's very All right. Is that, would that be enough if they, I don't was, know. if you would need a burden of proof? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously one of my, my favorite quotes that my co-host on my uh, basketball podcast, The Pick and Roll with Jet and Sap, check it out on uh, Spotify, uh, says is what is and what should be aren't the same thing. And, you know, what should be is that people wouldn't take advantage of this situation. Right. But what is, is that you have to, there's a debate about it because people will take advantage of this of situation. We, we all saw the Soul Cycle woman. Of course they will. Oh, yeah. She was a teacher. Stephen Summer <laughs> says, hey, Roxy, 
When will your sister make an appearance? No disrespect to Jet. I don't think ever. Probably not. Right? What would it take? Maybe charity. Like if it was like, I'm raising money for the Brain Tumor Society. Maybe that would get her on. It's about to be 365. You think she would come on? Probably not. No, I'm saying I think it would have to be a charitable cause. Not like I'm going on to help Roxy charity. Like I want, I'm raising money for something well, for, that she cares about. For our marathon, we're partially doing that, but that's a whole different announcement for a different time. We've got a whole marathon and it's coming in the Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Charity. What do you guys do? What is it? These three fingers for world? world? Yeah. It's like yeah. a W. World. Yeah. But you can make it with these three fingers too. If you wanted to. I didn't know which ones you were using. <laughs> you could do whatever you want. Just a W. So Jake Yakovet in the Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Strider says, don't forget to vote for Winston's mom. I'll put the link in the chat. Thank you, Jake. Yes, I already did this yesterday and today i'm hoping you guys will do the same thing he came on yesterday to talk about it and we talked about it this morning on sen live in case you missed it his mom is competing in this challenge to win i think it's a fifty thousand dollar grant from fedex for her business and she was hit really hard by covid and i know that we can get her to win this because so many of us are voting on it so please what's she do she Oh, she's done a lot of PR for people and because PR right now is in the shitter because companies are not doing well. And one of the first things that they t detract or take back, right? From yeah. Back, uh, marketing PR and, and things like that. Cool. But she really, I'll go vote the for next her. campaign that she really wants to be working on is black Santa. She wants to bring more black Santas to the world and normalize black Santa. I like that. Very much so. Absolutely. Thank you, Jake, for putting this up. Smallbusinessgrant.fedex.com slash entry slash QG1A1YXKMO. I say that out loud for anybody who's listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those places. Appreciate you guys going to it. It's also tagged uh, in Winston's tweet. It's the top tweet, the pin tweet at the Swaggy Blurred if you guys want to check it out there. Going back into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryers. We're almost winding down on the show, so get in any last-minute questions, comments, or concerns. Apple Sticks says, Roxy, Jet, you are the only Jewish people I know. Kind of crazy. I'm looking up things like things about Jewish people. Didn't know there can be women rabbis. If y'all have kids, will you let them have bar bat mitzvahs if they want to, or do you have to be a religious parent? Apple Sticks, great questions. I, I talk all the time about how I know I'm a lot of people's only Jewish friend or only Jewish person they know, which is very different than the way Jet and I grew up, which is with vast majority oh, of Pretty Jews. much only Jews, yeah. Jet and I both, Jet was bar mitzvahed and I was bat mitzvahed. So, and our mom was bat mitzvahed and our dad was bar mitzvahed. Sky was also, our sister was also bat mitzvahed. We were bar and bat mitzvahed in slightly different ways, but still... We were and because we yeah, are didn't go to temple. We are reformed Jews. We had a rabbi, may he rest in peace. And we are not conservative, but we're reformed. So we're Jewish and you just have to be Jewish in order to have one jet in terms of children. Obviously you're a lot closer than I am with your incredible wife to having children. Do you think that you will try to get them bar bat mitzvah? Do you think that they would have to express interest in it. If they didn't want to do it, would you, how would you feel? Uh, I would 
definitely leave it up to them if they wanted to do it or not, because it, it does require, you know, work, especially outside of school, you know, you have to study for it. Um, and I don't feel like you should be forced into doing that if you don't want to. However, I do believe it's probably more important to my wife and her side of the family. Um, and culturally, I would like it if they did. But if they don't show interest, if my kids don't show interest or don't want to do it, then I would definitely be fine with that. I think that it's it's really with any sort of religious thing, I look at it as it's an entirely personal decision and it should never be forced on you one way or the other. Our mom, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, Jet, really wanted us to be bar and bat mitzvahed. Yeah, it was important to her because it was, do you know, that was our grandfather's dad's dad. His last wish, last request to mom was bar and bat mitzvah your kids. Who's 80? No, well, no, grandpa, dad's Oh, I, thought, dad's I dad. thought you said grandpa's dad. No, dad's dad. He wanted us to be bar or bat mitzvah? Yeah, he, he said it to mom. He asked mom because he knew if he asked dad, dad wouldn't do it. What about what about the other Stryers? No, it was. I think it's because he was closest with mom of the in-laws to him, and also I was the I was the oldest one, hmm. the oldest hmm. male too. I think, and that, and you know, in Jewish tradition, has, uh, you know, has significance. I guess so. That was. I think mom wanted it for two reasons because she was our dad is staunch atheist. Mom was more not religious, but certainly more of a believer than dad. And also I think, you know, she was bat mitzvah and had a better relationship with Judaism than our dad did. We had a terrible relationship with Judaism. Yeah. I, I uh, actually really wanted to be bat mitzvah. I really wanted to, I really wanted to learn. I did too. I wanted yeah. to be bar mitzvah. I think if I had turned to her and said, I really don't want this, she wouldn't have made us, but I really wanted to. So we were just kind of aligned. And and also you have to keep in mind for the people watching who are like, wow, that's that's a lot. Every one of our friends was getting bar and bar mitzvah. Like True. all of them. It wasn't so like- So it seemed like a great that. experience too. Cause like the presents were lit. The presents were lit. The parties were awesome. You parties were them. awesome. I loved learning more about the Jewish faith. I did a whole, I did a 36 page paper on the Holocaust and the women in the Holocaust and like coming out of it and all the things that happened. So I, I needed to know that more about my history. Didn't you do something on food yet? No, you keep saying this every time I did something on secular Judaism, which is being culturally is Jewish, but not, something? not, I don't know what sky did hers on. Somebody did it on food. I did not do mine on food. I'm not that vapid Roxy. Uh, Wait, I, wanna I, ask her. I, I like that, you know, people are, I think this goes into the Myers Leonard thing too, that I know you talked about the other day. I think it's great because there's not a lot of Jewish people in the world percentage wise. If you don't know Jewish people, as opposed to making assumptions, just say, Hey, you know, I've, I've, you're the only Jewish person I know. A ask us questions. We're more than happy to answer and say, yeah, this is what a Jewish person does. Basically, it's it's no different than we're no different than any other person you would ever meet. There's nothing really unless you're Orthodox Jew that would set you set you apart from somebody else. Yeah, except for matzah is made from blood of babies. That's that's true. Bear Hudson says with the George Floyd trial coming up, I am concerned with the jury selection and how the diversity process will play out. Thank you for always standing by us and truly becoming an ally. Absolutely, Bear Hudson. I don't know much about the jury selection process and how that I believe, isn't it? I've been that, reading up on it. Yeah. To, uh, talk to me then, Jet. 
So right now I believe they have three. Uh, and I think they are going to end you up with a solidified jury. three jurors. So only solidified three. I think they're going to end up with a panel of 12 with, I think, three five alternate? alternate, three alternate, oh. five alternates, some, some number of alternates. I'm not positive on that number. Uh, so far, the questions they've been asking are primarily about the Blue Lives Matter movement and the Black Lives Matter movement. What What's your feeling towards them? Uh, they are operating under the assumption that everybody knows the case because a lot of times with the jury, you're trying to find people who don't know any, are coming in with a blank slate. It was too big of a story for, and information is too accessible for people to just be completely ignorant on that. So I don't think they're even bothering really asking how familiar they are with the case. What they're really trying to gauge is if they have any preconceived notions against the Black Lives Matter new movement or the Blue Lives Matter movement. Of the three jurors I know they've selected so far, they're all uh, they're all white, and the three of them all said they have positive views of the Black Lives Matter movement and negative views of the Blue Lives Matter movement. Take that for what you will. I understand the concern, certainly from jury selection, as often in these trials, more often than not. The jury is not predominantly white, but all white. Um, I do feel like that is certainly an obstacle that the the jury selection is going to have here too. Is that you're going to have to combat the notion that it's it's already the decks are stacked against against the prosecution. Do you think it's possible that this is going to be an all white jury? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's possible that especially in this case would seem pretty egregious no uh you know it because both sides get their say in in jury selection the uh it it's it's less egregious than it sounds but yes i would agree with you it, it would it should be a jury should be made up of the about the equal diversity of the place where it's being tried in right so if the if the if the city of minneapolis is 30% black, 40% black, then the jury should be reflective of that. Uh, that being said, you know, I think that obviously the the attorneys for the defense are going to say, well, if we have a black person on the jury, there's no way we're going to be able to get a clean acquittal here. I think that's their mindset because they just think any black person is going to immediately vote against uh, acquittal. And so, you know, it's the system we have, Roxy, is There's also is other races, just to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah, of course there are. No, but I know. I, you didn't say otherwise. I'm just saying, like, there is a difference between an all-white jury and a black-and-white jury and a jury yeah. that has people of color on it. And I don't know the demographics of, of Minnesota, of Minneapolis specifically. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's a large uh, Latino or Latina population. Um I'm not saying Latinx because my wife told me she doesn't like Latinx. Yeah, Darina doesn't like it either. Um, so again, I think it should be reflective of what the demographics are, but that's very often the, not the case. So I, I really don't know what, what you expect to see, but I do think it's interesting that they're going with the Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter question as their primary indicator of whether or not somebody's going to serve or not. I can't believe that Blue Lives Matter is a... Is a- fucking slogan i'm about to pick up my wife from from work and i drive 
right by her, the school to pick her up at, at the school she works at. And there was a car parked there every day with a blue lives matter flag on the back of it. And a big blue lives matter bumper sticker on the back. Of That's it. so strange, especially for our area, because I can, I've never ever talked to anybody from our area who believes that who reps blue lives matter. Yeah. It's crazy. I do have to pick up my wife now. I didn't think we were going to go an hour and 15 minutes. Okay, well, let's get out of here. Um, do you have a couple minutes or no? I have one minute. Okay, great. Embers in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy says, Hi, y'all. I don't know if this has been asked before. Sorry if so, but Roxy notoriously, is notoriously known as not understanding babies. LL Jet, will you be open to letting Roxy watch your, her nieces or nephews, or would you ask Sky to watch them only? Sky. <laughs> well, I, I trust Roxy when they're a little bit older, I don't, because it's not a fair ask for Roxy to deal with the baby. She doesn't want to. And I don't, and you don't know how to deal with a baby. Do you? At children's hospital, I had to deal with babies that were sick. Yeah. But like, you've never babysat a baby, like fed a baby. Like if a baby cried, I don't know how like, could you, I don't like them. I don't like babies. Yeah. yeah. I'd ask sky is so maternal, probably the most maternal person I know. Uh, and so loves babies and what I don't think Sky Sky would be honest to God offended if I asked Roxy instead of her at any point in time. I also live three thousand miles away, so that's you know that's a big part of it. <laughs> pretty huge, but all Sky. Right. Thanks, Jet. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Love you to all the rock stars and the world friends and the werewolves and all you people. Bye. Go follow him and everything he does at Jet Stryer. He'll let you know Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Um, yeah, he talked a little bit about his show that he does. He took off his things. He's still here. Look, should we see if we, we eavesdrop in on him? No, he's not speaking. Oh, no, he was waving. All right, bye. Bye. All right, just closing out the show with you guys because I wanted to let him go to make sure he wasn't late for his wife. I really appreciate you guys having these hard conversations with us. I know that there aren't right answers to everything, and that's – Sometimes the complicated part of this world is after things that after actions take place, there is no writing those actions. There is no writing those wrongs. So all we can do is talk about the best ways to move forward. And that's sometimes the thing that we're doing here on the show. So thank you guys for joining for this challenging conversation. And thank you for welcoming my brother in open arms to the rock stars, despite him not seeing me or believing that I had a dog. I, we are getting out of here as added to the list. Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, Jonathan Mattingly, Russell Copsico, Brianna Taylor, all three of them for killing Brianna Taylor. Justice for all the people who lost their lives due to excessive force. Make your beds. You should have already at this point, but if you haven't, go do it right after the show. Put down the toilet seat in the lid so we don't get those perfumes. Check your internet. Don't trend with the Holocaust. It's never a good idea. Wish Emma Fife a happy birthday. That's a good one to do. And Sam Levine. Big ones. March has got a, it's got a lot of people. It's got a lot of people in it. I love you guys a lot. Have a great weekend. I will see you tomorrow live at the Roxy. And then on Sunday, live at the Roxy, plus for our Sunday episode of the World Girls, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the marathon, that stream. And then I think we're going to be doing some music stuff. So stay tuned for all of that. Much love to you guys. Stay safe. Stay sane. <laughs>